Hello and welcome to Four on Goal and thank you for joining us today for an NBA Finals special edition. I'm joined today by one of our regular presenters, you know him by now and you either love him or you hate him, Gary, the artist painter. How are things GP? I'm very good, thank you. Excited for this show with some great guests and hopefully learn a bit more about people. And secondly, I'm thrilled to introduce to you for the first time, our channel partner, Mike Andrews. If you're into gaming, Warzone, FIFA, even NBA, then please do head over to his Facebook page, Mandrews95, some of the best streaming content around. And you're likely to see him pop up on our channel and us maybe have a few games of Warzone on his. Mike, it's great to have you here. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, man. It's glad to be here. Looking forward to uh, teaching Gary uh, bits about NBA. Yeah, we're ready to educate Mr. Gary Painter today with the little knowledge we have about NBA. So let's kick things off, guys. The Lakers lead 3-1, to one, needing only one victory to seal the championship. Now, I mean, I'm buzzing about this. Someone who's only been following the Lakers two years, I can't imagine how people in LA and Lakers fans all around the world feel. Um, do you think this is game over for the Heat or... Did Game 3 concern you enough to think that maybe Miami Heat can come back? I don't think uh, the Heat will come back. Uh, I don't think Butler can show that consistency. For Game 4, he only did 22 points rather than 40. Uh, and I just think LeBron and AD together are just too much for them. Yeah, uh, I, I Even don't... with them getting their players back, they, you've got to see them losing three games. To And I just don't see that happening. I bet they might lose the next one, but I can't see them letting three slip. Also, you've got the experience of LeBron, who's been there quite a few years so, in finals. So. Yeah, that's the thing. The Lakers do have to lose three consecutive games, and that's a big ask for Jimmy Butler Buckets to show up for all three of them games. Yeah, especially the injured players. I know exactly. Adebayo came back, but is he fully ready? Miami What's have looked it? good in the final. Like, There's no doubt about it. Like, They, they haven't been complete walkovers the games like game one Lakers obviously absolutely destroyed them in the first half but then Miami and the other games has actually looked pretty decent so I wouldn't be surprised if they did pull it off but obviously I don't want it to happen but yeah I must admit like the last game was obviously only six points hmm. between it other than the first game yeah it's like 10 points in it so it could sway away I just don't see them losing three games in a row yeah they've got some great young players uh, Miami Heat with um, Tyler Hero, uh, Robinson, both really great shot makers, really pulling off threes, which really hurt the Lakers in game three, especially. But I feel like yesterday's game was just experience against yeah. the youth and they f- they found a way to win by using their experience. We had so many young guys in the Heat team. I feel like LeBron, even AD at this point is almost a veteran in the league. Uh, Dwight Howard, some really, you know, a lot of years between them. And I think that's what because it wasn't the highest scoring game. I think that's what won the game for the Lakers. Well, the thing is, they just calm the younger players down as well. Their experience will, will help them through this. Where obviously the Heat, I don't think, really has many finalists in them. So there's no yeah. one that's really been there before. I mean, LeBron himself has been to 10 finals. That's more than probably any player gets to once, really, in it. So, And as I mentioned, game four was a lower scoring game, but... From what I saw, you know, the Lakers seemed to be in control for the for the whole time. There wasn't a point for last night's game or this morning's game, even for us UK fans, where I was particularly worried. I I kind of thought 
you know, the ultimate outcome, I thought that's what would happen just based um, on what I saw. So I've been impressed actually with Frank Vogel and the whole coaching staff's adjustments they've made during the playoffs, how they adapted to face the Rockets and the Nuggets, you know, two, two really good teams outside the arc. The Rockets, especially a much smaller team. The Lakers came out and they, they matched their style. And they said, if you're going to play small, we're going to play small. If you're going to try and make three pointers, we're going to make it harder for you to do. And I think it's been a similar case with the Heat. You know, the first two games, they had a tactic which worked. Game three, it wasn't the best game for the whole team. But last night, I feel like they made the adjustment of kind of closing down some of the three-point shooters. Definitely putting AD on Jimmy Butler, who did such a great job, you know, protecting the rim, protecting the arc. He's really a multi-dimensional defender, like a once-in-a-lifetime kind of player. And I just think AD yesterday his defensive skills were you know i think that was, was the key to the victory of, as well as you know lebron going off for 28 kcp getting 15 uh, have you guys been impressed by ad during this series especially during yesterday's game so i've been impressed by davis he's been the leading point scorer in most of the games the first game obviously had a 30 plus point game then he followed up with 20 odd points uh, game three, I was disappointed though. He was giving away way too many fouls, and I don't want to put the blame on him for that defeat because obviously it wasn't just him. But you know, when he's constantly getting pulled off because of the amount of fouls he's been making, you know, something needs to be done. Like, there's no doubt his, his defensive game is superb, but game three, he kind of let the team down. But obviously, the rest of the series, like from the quarters onwards, he's been phenomenal. And yeah, it's just he's a star player behind LeBron for a reason. All I was going to say is obviously his field goal attempts in game three were a lot less. So maybe he weren't being fed the ball enough. That could be why. But defensively, he offers so much to the Lakers. I, I just think I think they would struggle without someone like him in their team because I don't think LeBron could carry them all by themselves like last year. I know LeBron was injured quite a bit. But I think he's made a massive difference to him. I don't think they'd be where they are without him. I mean, obviously that three point he made against Philadelphia in the obviously the conference finals just shows uh, for such a big man, for such a play central, I think it's power forward. Mm-hmm. Um, to hit three pointers like that is obviously used probably about twenty years ago is un- unreal. If you look at like Shaq and stuff like that, don't think they probably hit many three pointers for like such a big man now to be hitting those shots. I just think they'd yeah. have struggled to get through. I don't think they'd have made the finals. I don't think they'd have beat Heat without him. I just don't think... I'm not saying LeBron's bad because LeBron's quality. I just don't think LeBron by himself, the rest of the players around him are, are good enough to have carried him that far. Yeah, I think that's fair enough because Davis has come up game after game with the important points towards the end of the match. And I think if you take him out, there's no other player there because obviously LeBron's always going to get 20-plus points like every game. That's LeBron at the end of the day. But if you take Davis out, I don't see another player stepping up and getting the points no. that Davis is. And I think, like Mike said, I don't think they would have got as far as they have if it wasn't for Davis. Because you're losing 20, 30 points every game. And players well, like you, Caruso... And When you look at it, two of their players are scoring nearly half their points every game. Exactly. The, the, the rest is made up by three three starters and however many changes they make. Mm. There's no way they could have coped without one of two of them. 
And I think if you look at other teams as well, they always seem to have one star player who will get the high 20, early 30 points. And then they'll have three or four players that'll be around the 15, 20, like 15, 20 point mark. Whereas Lakers don't have that. They've just got LeBron and Davis getting loads of points. And they're they're lucky to have one or two players on 10 points. Like game four yesterday, uh, they had Davis and obviously LeBron with loads of points. Then uh, Caldwell Pope had 15. And one other person had double figures for points. I I think they build their rest of the team to defend. I think they're a very defensive team. That's why they 102 isn't really a high score. They're a very defensive team, so they build it around LeBron and Davis to score the points. But I just don't think anyone would have stepped up. No, and I think they've been very lucky as well in, in the playoffs in that LeBron and Davis have been available the whole way through. Because obviously Miami have been missing like their star players. Uh, Dragic has been at the whole final. Uh, Hadi Bayo, I missed the first two or three games. You know, they're big losses for them. And that's probably why we're seeing such a one-sided final, bar game three. Which was the only game Jimmy Butler decided to turn up. And I'm yeah. just going to put it out there. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you can score 40 points, it's, that's his problem, is consistency. Because if he'd gone and scored 40 points again, they would have won again. So I feel like I feel like he just needs more experience to get that consistent in the final. Because if you look at AD and LeBron, they're hitting twenty to thirty points every game, where his numbers are going up and down a bit. So yeah, it's a it's a different level, really. I mean, Jimmy Butler can be you know, world class on a on a given night, but he can't do it consistently. No. And I think a big part of what happened in Game Three was Anthony Davis being in foul trouble. He got so many fouls, he couldn't really commit too much on the defensive end and and stop Jimmy Butler. The most interesting thing will be if Anthony Davis signs another contract with Lakers because he hasn't signed a contract yet. Yeah, that is a, if a they big discussion. Him, yeah. Considering the trade players they traded away with the draft picks. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they win the championship, it's probably you go, yeah, it was worth it. But if you don't mm-hmm. and he goes, then you've lost all that. Basically, players and future yeah. players, is it? Was it the right decision? So it'd be interesting to see if they can sign him to a contract now. I'll be surprised if he leaves, I'll be honest. I mean, if, I if he wins the title and if he gets to play with LeBron for a few more years and just being in LA, it's such a big area for basketball. You know, it's almost, it's not the home of basketball, but it's such, one of the biggest basketball cities in the world and the most iconic. I think, um, you know, I think, it, I think, I think the ideal situation for him would be to stay in in LA for a few more years at least. Yeah, and I don't see why they wouldn't want to keep him. Oh yeah, he's absolutely. I I can't imagine cap space will be a problem because other than them two, the other players are 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 basically squad players, aren't they? So exactly, and I guess the question is whether they will try and sign a a third star and whether they have cap space to get a third star. A bit like the uh, Golden State Warriors did when they had Seth Curry. Kevin yeah. Durant and obviously Thompson because they had three yeah. big names all, so they might do that. Do you think Lakers would be able to regain the title if they obviously do finish off the job if they don't make any trades or signings and they just keep their current squad? What, so for next season? For next season, yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, 
the real question is, is how long is LeBron going to compete at this level? I mean, for a 35-year-old, it's it's crazy that he's still putting up these figures and he's still athletic as he is. Um, I think if he, if he can man- maintain the same level or whereabouts, then he, I do think they can retain the championship, given that they win it this year. I think with the star power of AD and the freak athlete that he is, some 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 games in the season you see LeBron coasting because he knows that he just has to you know play as a point guard, get the ball to some of the other guys, especially AD, and he can really relax a bit on the court. And when he needs to go ham, he does. But I think they have a good chance if they don't make any trades. But I think ideally they could be looking at another star just to get prepared for when LeBron either moves on or retires. Or if AD decides to move on, because I think if either of those guys go, then that's going to have you know a real big impact on the team. How long do you reckon LeBron actually has left? Because like when I'm watching him, he's all he's the one always slowing down the pace of the game, trying to dictate the tempo of it. You know, like do you reckon he has long left? I reckon he could go for another probably five years. I think once you get to that level of an athlete. The amount of preparation you put in, I think any athlete that good could go for that long. The reason he slowed it down is because he's old. It's because obviously sometimes you don't want to be scoring points every five seconds. You want to use that clock to wind the time down to give them less time to score. Yeah, I just think it's a mentality thing. Once you get to that, it's preparation. You think with the coronavirus that happened as well, it had it had an effect his performance as a 35-year-old. I bet it probably affected loads of players' performances. But his levels never dropped because he knows how to train his body, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. and and train right. I just think once once you get that level, they they just know what to do and they never struggle. Yeah, I guess a similar comparison would be someone like uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. He's yeah, the same age. Tom Tom Brady. Yeah, or Tom Brady. Yeah, the even better so they, example. Yeah, they're obviously top of their game. Old for sport. Old for sport. <laughs> but they know how to to prepare and tra- train their body. So I think it'll be if he gets an injury on the court will be the problem. If he gets a bad injury on the court, he'd have to retire. But I don't think it'll be for him getting old who will be worried to retire. Looking at last night's game again. So I'm just looking at some of the points stats here. Um, KCP coming up with 15 points. I know he's not the most consistent player in the team, but I feel like he's had a few really good games throughout the playoffs that, that have really helped the, the Lakers secure victory. And... I know it's his job to shoot three pointers. Really, he doesn't do it all the time, but you know he's he's made a lot of big shots. Especially last night, he made one really big shot, which kind of tilted the the outcome of the game. So, who else have you been impressed with in the Lakers side, other than you know the big two, the big two stars? Uh, so I like Alex Caruso, man. Yeah, <laughs> defensively, he's like a like a so much know, energy, right? Like a terrier. Yeah, you just don't leave him alone. The energy. He don't score loads of points, but I, I don't know. I feel like the effort he puts in makes up. Yeah, he looks like he's working his socks off the whole time yeah. he's on the court, right? And he's a proper team player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he only scored, what, seven points, which isn't great. Yeah. But he's not really there to score the points because, like I say, he's there to basically palm it off to he's, LeBron he's the kind and of guy AD. That... And exactly. He's the kind of guy that... um. When other players are tiring, you know, you bring him on and he's just a burst of energy and they you know, they take a step back and they're like, Whoa, this is you know, this is too much. Yeah. And um, from what I've seen of him, I think a fair comparison like to football terms would be Jordan Henderson. 
in that yeah. Caruso just seems to be everywhere on the on the court and involved in absolutely everything, <clears throat> but he doesn't quite get the credit he deserves. Like okay, in the final in the four four matches so far, he hasn't actually scored ten points, but he's always got seven eight points a game, a few rebounds and assists. But he's always involved. He just not quite getting the stats to back that up. He's, he's probably yeah. the type of player you don't want to play against in a way because he's not lazy. He's not going to probably let you get away free and easy. So you're never going to really get easy points against him. I think, and he's, he, that's that's what I think of him. Yeah, he's probably my, yeah, my okay. favourite. Would you say that as well, Gary, that he's the kind of third guy that's impressed you most from the Lakers? I was going to say it, but Mike obviously... <clears throat> went first I would have said him hands down like he's the one that's just stood out for me in last night game I thought he was like man of the match if you take away LeBron and Davis okay um so looking at some of the other Lakers Rajan Rondo I think has been great throughout well, the whole playoffs once again he's a player with experience only in finals as well exactly and he's well known for doing better stats during the finals rather than actually during the regular season but yeah I think his experience helps yeah he's really come alive during the playoffs and we've seen a different side to him than we have in the regular season Danny Green I think Lakers fans were expecting a bit more when we got to the playoffs um, he, he's been a bit inconsistent with, with his shooting for anyone that, that doesn't know he's really known for, for being or being formerly a, you know, a top level three point shooter I mean, the Lakers got him from the Toronto Raptors as a a top three-point shooter, but they haven't seen that so far for the Lakers. And we were hoping that he would come alive during the playoffs, but we haven't seen that, unfortunately. But even when he's on the court, I think he gives a lot of energy and he's a big presence as well. And he um, just brings some experience to the team. I think they have a team that plays for each other rather than have five individuals, if that makes sense. Like even with... Yeah. If you go back to LeBron and AD, there's no jealousy between each other. Yeah, definitely. It's like they want each other to do well, where sometimes when you get two egos, it's probably the best way to put it, it don't always, uh, don't always clash, work. Right? So, yeah, so I, th- I think they, they you can clearly see they want it for each other. Definitely. Yeah, they've built a really great team environment. It's not just about the two main guys. And uh, I, th- I think the, the two guys is what inspires the other team to to go on and do well, but everyone in the group, you know, they're a collective unit. Yeah. What do you guys reckon Miami have to do differently in game five to actually get a result? I think they have to frustrate the Lakers and they have to draw the fouls. Like we saw in game three, um, it's, it was only when they got AD in that foul trouble that he couldn't defend as he wanted to. Being their elite defender, they need him. Not only protecting the rim, but the perimeter too just because of how good he is with his footwork. And I think they need someone like Jimmy Butler, even players like Tyler Harrow, um, Bam Adebayo. They need these kind of guys to be drawing fouls, making the free point, sorry, making the free throws. Um, other than that, I don't, I don't think they really have another plan to defeat the Lakers just because the Lakers can just adapt to any situation. And they have some, they have enough players in the rotation where they can, flip the style up at any time. If they want to play big, they can. If they want to play small, they bring on someone like Markeith in the centre. So I think it's more of a kind of a mentality thing where they just need to get in there, frustrate them, show 
high enough energy levels higher than that of the Lakers, basically. Uh, I think they need uh, Jimmy Butler to show up with 40 points again and to contain LeBron and Davis, and that will do it, I reckon. No, but honestly, I I think if Jimmy Butler can get back to his 40 points a game level, especially with Adebayo back, Mm. and the other players are scoring a reasonable amount of points, I think he just needs to get back to that level again. And show that over three games, this is the problem. I don't think he can do it over three games. But if he can, I think then they could win. I think it's all down to really him more than actually. I, I don't think like the results have been close anyway. If he had scored forty again, on, I know it don't work like that. But if he had scored forty again this morning, they'd have won. So I just think he needs to get back to that level of forty. That sort of play he was playing then. Yeah, I think his personality is really. Um influential on his teammates and when he's doing well just like any superstar it really comes off for the rest of the team so yeah jimmy butler needs to become jimmy buckets once again yeah um and maybe you know frustrating the lakers will play a big part in that so definitely jimmy butler needs to step up and maybe if they get dragic back because i don't know how bad his injury is he he wasn't ruled out he wasn't ruled out for the whole thing i don't think Okay. Well, I don't know if they were planning on maybe going later into the series anyway. Yeah. Because well, obviously they would be, hopefully. But I don't know if they were planning on being back to their game. What were we on now, game five? Yeah. I don't know if they were planning on being back ready for game six, seven. So I think if maybe he gets back, they they might have a chance. Then they could, what would be nice then if he gets back, you can see the Miami Heat, but we're going to play the Lakers as well. Rather than the Miami that have played the Lakers. Because... Not saying there's obviously a reason they're starters. They're better players than non-starters. And it would just be nice to see the way they would have played the Lakers. So I think that would be quite interesting to see. It would be nice from a kind of neutral standpoint. Yeah. To see two full-strength teams going at it in the finals, definitely. Do you think if Davis or LeBron got injured, then Miami would be able to do a clean sweep and uh, take victory overall? What, win 4-0? Well, no, win 4-3. Win for three. So w- win the remaining three games. Yeah. I st- no. Yeah, I think it's too late now. I, I think I, three I, wins in a row is still too too much to ask. I, I think those two players are better than any player that he's got. And to lose three games, I don't think I can see happening. I think if maybe it was the beginning of the finals and one of them wasn't able to play the whole of the thing, I think the Heat would have had a chance. Because I don't think they had enough, the Lakers, to then win four games easily yeah I mean quite often the Lakers really only need one of them to go off on like some crazy game yeah. and then the other one to contribute maybe 20 or so points but as long as they had someone else maybe like a KCP or a Kyle Kuzma that could get more minutes in a starting role um, well KCP starts anyway but maybe Kuzma in a starting role he might be able to fill the void of one of those two guys and as long as the, the superstar who's starting is feeling up for it, then yeah, I think they'd still finish off the series. Yeah, I just don't think if the series started that way, I think it'd been... Oh, a different story, yeah. Yeah, cause it's, yeah definitely. Because mm-hmm. they rely on those two for most so many of their points. I just think they would... I still think they would have won. I just think it would be a lot closer than, than it is. Yeah, much more competitive, definitely. Yeah. definitely. I think they would struggle if they lost one of them, though. Because if you look at the back end of the regular season when they're resting one or the other, 
they were losing the majority of their games. And I think they picked up like two wins in like seven matches when they're resting, like alternating resting them. So I don't think, I think Miami would have a good chance. I don't think, I don't think it's too late now, even if there was an injury. I think it would take an injury to both players for Miami to be able to win 4-3 now. But I'm just saying, if there was an injury early on in game five to LeBron or Davis, then I think Miami would definitely be motivated by that as well. And that could like, urge them on to get the win. But who knows? I, I think your only problem with that is when it came back from coronavirus, Lakers had already qualified for the playoffs anyway. So, well, so yeah, there is they that. They could rest the players. So, I mean, the, it, the winning for them didn't matter as much. So that, that could have been why they lost those games. But then you, you look at it the other way. They're resting one of their star players and one of the players that aren't meant to be starting then has a chance to prove themselves. And That's they clearly true. didn't in them games. So you you think, like, if Davis or LeBron did get injured early on, would one of those people be able to st- like stand up and be counted in, the, in, a, in a big game? Like, it's a final at the end of the day. There's a lot more pressure on it as well. I just feel like Miami would get so much of a boost from one of them being injured that they could kick on. But let's hope neither of them do get injured. Yeah, we, we, we wouldn't wish an injury upon anyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Golden State Warriors obviously didn't even carry on after lockdown because they had no chance of qualifying. Do you think with Clay Thompson and Steph Curry coming back next season, they could be a force once again? Yes, and I'll tell you why. They won three championships when they were fit. The only player they're missing is Durant, because Steph Curry can shoot from anywhere, so it's fine. Yeah, all you need to do is give them a bit of space. Clay Thompson can shoot from anywhere. They had the worst record in the NBA this year, so they're going to have a high draft pick. So they're going to probably pick the best player out of college, nearly, for a position they need. And and they've won stuff before, and I think there's a mentality. It goes back to mentality of winning, and I think with those three, those two players coming back and their draft pick, and and they haven't sacked their coach as well, which I think was a big thing. I think I think they will will compete again. Yeah, I have to agree with Mike. I mean, you've got two superstars here, which they clearly have great chemistry. The fact they have won three championships together. Um, they are missing Kevin Durant now, which will be interesting, but they've still got players like Draymond Green um, playing at power forward. So I think having two stars is always going to be enough to win a championship, depending on if you have a good enough roster around them and whether they have good chemistry between the two of them. And in this case, they do. And, and like Mike said, Steph Curry scores from anywhere, right? He, he shoots three-pointers all over the court. It's unreal. Yeah, he's unstoppable when it comes to, to making those shots. And if he can stay fit and Clay Thompson being as athletic as he is, I think they've got a real shot at the title next year and might give a bit more competition in the league, definitely. Do you think Thompson and Curry will be the levels they were, though? Because obviously they've been out for a very long time. Like It's not like they've been out for a few weeks. They've been out like pretty much a year and a bit. I think Steph Curry would be fine because he broke his hand. Uh, it's after a broken left hand during a game against the Phoenix Suns. But I mean, he had a lot of the ankle injuries when he's younger, so we're used to getting back to 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 back into games after injuries, 
And I mean, he came back in March and scored 23 points against the Raptors. So, I mean, and that's his first game back. So, you think what he can do after a lot more training, a pre-season before, before, before the actual season goes ahead, I feel like he will be the Steph Curry that everyone knows. And Clay Thompson, uh, I, I don't know the extent of his injury record, but it all depends about how he deals with it. I know it was an ACL, which is one of the worst injuries you can get. I know that firsthand. But um, it all depends about his mentality, and I think he's strong enough to come back. And obviously the other thing with the Warriors is they're going to have that draft pick, which is today to reckon going to be top five. So with ever whatever play they get to complement those two, because that's what I would do. They definitely compete next year. So, guys, who do you think will be your one to watch next year, player-wise? I personally think Robert Williams <laughs> from the Boston Celtics. Who? He, well, he plays in like a power forward center role. Uh, he's only 23 this month, actually. And I've, I think he's going to be a star. I've only seen him a few times. He doesn't play that often. But he's a very powerful man, good build for a basketball player. And his stats this year, like he's getting more points, more rebounds, more assists this year. He roughly plays about 13 minutes a game, so around about a quarter of the game. But I reckon he's going to force his way and get a bit more game time for the Bostons. And I think we'll be seeing him getting a few double-doubles, maybe a few triple-doubles. <laughs> I'm going to go a bit more mainstream here. And I'm going to say uh, Luka Doncic. He's only 21 years old. And what he's done at the Mavericks, I think, has been next level. Some of the points he's put up in this season, last season, have been ridiculous. And he plays that point guard role so well. You get that European flair when he's really playmaking on the court. And I know it sounds cliche, but he reminds me a little bit of LeBron, the way he plays. And I think he's he's been inspired by him, definitely, um, just based on his play style. But... Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him make a, a trade to another team in the maybe before next season, maybe the season after, because I think he's got a lot more to give. And I think he can go a lot further in the playoffs, whether that's with the Mavericks or with another team. Do you know where I'd like to see him end up? I think it'd be nice to see him at the Lakers. Imagine oh, those three there. I think they'd be... Unreal. <laughs> yeah, just unstoppable. I don't think it'd ever happen, but I think it'd be unstoppable. 100%. Who, yeah. Who's your um, guy uh, to so, so, so I'm looking forward to Zion next year. Because uh, yes. he, he missed a lot at the beginning of the season uh, through injury. Uh, and he's... So I, I feel like it'd be nice to see him going into a season where he's going to hopefully start the season. Um, and he's just a beast, isn't he? Some of his dunks are unreal. I mean, he's, he was the most hyped prospect out of uh, college since LeBron. Uh, or high school even, I think. Uh, and if, like even the games he did play, he averaged 24 points a game, 6.8 rebounds and 2.2 2 assists, which I think is just unreal for a 19-year-old. And that's with, with missing a big portion, portion of the beginning of the season. I mean, he did the dunk contest. He was in the Rising Stars game this year. I don't think, I think he'll be the next LeBron James, I think. Yeah, so Zion's been one of the most hyped up players and rookies in the NBA for a long, long time. Just coming into the league, it was like, who's going to sign Zion? Who's going to sign Zion? And so far, he, you know, he's looked good for, for a 19-year-old, sorry, 20-year-old now. And he's, you know, he's already bullying people 
much older than him and even bigger than him at the moment, you know, off off the court. So I'm definitely excited to see if he will live up to the expectation. He's a once-in-a-lifetime kind of talent, and that's for sure, mate. You reckon so? You reckon he's going to be the next LeBron? You'd, you'd put money on that? Yeah, yeah. I think I think he could be the next LeBron as long as injuries don't stop his season because obviously he missed half the season with an injury. Gary, can we get some odds on that? I think <laughs> I, I think he could be the next LeBron. Okay. It's just it's down. He does to look unreal for like the age he is, considering this is like his debut season, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. for a rookie. Like, yeah, to be averaging twenty-two points per game, it's just unreal. And I'm sure he came straight out of high school at 19 as well. He didn't even go to college. So he didn't yeah, even he have did, college. Yeah. It's like your Luka Doncic, though. He had that experience of... It must be weirder for a player like that because obviously he played in Europe and obviously played for Real Madrid. It must mm-hmm. be weird to then come to America, which is a whole different culture. Yeah. So I, in a way, I, I would I would think he would have struggled more to, to adjust. Yeah, I mean, And that's what's of... quite impressive about that is the adjustments he's made because I'd, I'd imagine American basketball is a lot different to European basketball as well in the speed Definitely. it's played and obviously the talent is far better. There's reasons why he wanted to go to the NBA and not stay at Real Madrid at the end of the day because the talent's better there. Probably money as well, to be fair. Yeah. And to make that adjustment is very impressive how good he is. Do you think the Heat are the best team in the East? Do you think they deserve to be where they are? No. I think the best team is the Milwaukee Bucks. But they got to prove it in the playoffs is their problem. They have Yanis, I think that's how you say it. That's how I'm going to say it. Who's unreal. One MVP. I don't think he should have done. But it was a close one race. And I think they are best. But they just got to prove they can get over that line. They're just slipping up. And that last bit, once I think they just need to get past that. And I think they'll be an unreal team once they've won something. See, I disagree there. I've been really impressed by the Toronto Raptors. I thought they were unlucky against the Boston Celtics in the quarterfinals. They got some great players in Van Fleet and Kian Lowry. Um, like, I'd love to see them up go up against the Heat, but it wasn't to be. Um, they lost that final game. Obviously, it went full seven games. Yeah, they've been a really fun team to watch. In the playoffs, they were really fun to watch. And I would edge with the Bucks with Mike, but I agree that. Um, you know, with guys like Larry at the Raptors, they are even without um, Kawhi. They've been a really great team to watch. I mean, they've only lost 19 games as well, even in the regular season, which is well, the amount of games they do play is impressive. Yeah, yeah, considering I mean, yeah, they're only definitely. two games behind the Bucks, and the Bucks only lost 17. So I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's very close between the two. I think that just about does us for time today, guys. To finish things off, I'm going to ask you to both make two predictions. The first one's. It's a bit cheap because we're so late in the series now, but I want to know how you think the series will finish. Is it going to be a 4-1 gentleman sweep or do you think the Heat are going to win a couple more games? Or do you think the Heat are going to win three games on on the bounce? And the second question is, who do you think are the favourites for the championship next season and who do you think will ultimately win that? So, Mike, starting with you. Uh, I'm going to go... I, th- I think the Lakers are going to lose the next game. I think the last one was really close. So I think I'm going to go Lakers are going to win it 4-2 because I don't think they'll lose any more after that because they'll make the adjustments they need from that loss to, to then make sure they win that last game. But I do think the Heat will win will win the next game. And then next year, I am going to go with the Warriors. 
I just think with the players coming back, the high draft pick, they still got the same coach. They won three titles with these players, basically, other than Durant. I just don't see why you'd go against them, really. I know they had a shit season. They lost 50 games, but they'd be missing their two best players. So, that's who I think. Well, I reckon that uh, Miami might actually win the next two games. I just got a feeling, you know, they got a good team spirit. And they got that fighting spirit that you need as well. So, I think they're going to pull off the next two wins. And I reckon Lakers will win the deciding game. And then for next season, I'm going to go for the outsider. I reckon Boston Celtics. Ooh. I reckon they got a good good team, and uh, yeah, I can see them doing well. You want to see? You just want to see your boy win a title. <laughs> I do, Robert Williams, mate. If he if he plays more game time next season, Boston are going to be right up there. It's all about Robert Williams, man. Would Would you put a bet on that for Celtics to win? I get you bet you'd get some crazy odds. Like, yeah, you would, but uh, I don't think it's crazy. Robert Williams, MVP in that season. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> is he like their new Kevin Garnett, Gary? Is that what he is? He's the next big thing in basketball, Mike. That's the fact that you didn't even know of him is disappointing. Oh, sorry, you know, mate. I he apologize. Is, he's going to be better than LeBron. Yeah? I'm putting it out there. I'm putting it out there. Well, let's hope for a Lakers win, guys. I certainly won't be staying up. Uh, tomorrow night to watch it. I, will you guys be or is a 5 a.m. finished a bit late for you guys? Uh, too late for me. I've got to get up yeah. to work. So. That's the problem, yeah. <laughs> I'll probably catch the first half. If I can. Okay. I can stay awake you, that long. Do you not have work the next day? I've got a late start. Ah, okay. Um, no, Very I'm nice. on Friday. Oh, you're on Friday, okay. Yeah, I'm on Friday. I'm watching the baguette. I'm watching the whole game, all, boys. All nighter. <laughs> all nighter. Have his energy drink in one hand. Taking an easy nap at school in the morning, but who needs sleep? <laughs> yeah, get your Red Bull, Gary, and your Kofferberg ready. Um, well, guys, thanks for coming on the show. Mike, have you had fun? It's been great to have you here. Yeah, it's been good, man. I enjoyed it, yeah. Yeah, we've really enjoyed having your insight about the NBA. And Gary said he wanted to learn b-ball. And have you learned some b-ball, Gary? I believe I've been educated quite well today. I've learned it quite a bit from you guys so thank you it's been great having you on the channel mike and once again please do check out mike's content uh mandrews 95 some of the best streaming content around if you enjoy warzone fifa and nba please check out mandrews 95 on facebook and once again gary it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show loved being here again you sound really enthusiastic that's that's what we love about (laughs) you your enthusiasm he always sounds happy to be there that's what I always think with Gary. Mr. Happy, oh, right? Mr. Happy. I've Always never seen him unhappy. He wakes up in the morning whistling, jumps out of bed, gets changed for work. And goes, I'm going to be... That is not the scenes that happen <laughs> in my life. <laughs> no, it's been fun, guys. Thanks so much for coming on the show, and we'll catch, I'll catch you later. Thanks very much. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.